So uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening on whatever platform you are doing so. Uh, we have Matt uh, Nowakowski. Uh, What's up? Awesome last name there. We got Ian Pataki. Hello, hello. Uh, hanging out with us today. And uh, we got another uh, special guest on today. Um, all the way from Thailand, uh, and we got Jordan Temkin uh, with us here. What's up, Jordan? What's up, guys? Dude, what's happening, man? Yeah, dude. So, uh, just to run right into it, why in the world are you in Thailand? <laughs> Give us some insight. Well, I'm on the other side of the world in Thailand, with sand between my feet. Actually, what? Um, I'm here. So, my girlfriend, who I've been dating for many years now, is from Myanmar. Oh, wow. Um, which is a country a lot of people actually don't know where it is. And it's right next to Thailand. And on my way out here to come visit her, we decided to do a week vacation stop here. So, you know, nice. I nice. find myself in Thailand, Dang, dude. which so, I've never been to before. So it's actually, it's really cool. So that's nice. It's me. not drone related or anything. So a nice little mini vacation for you. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, thanks to DRL, I'm like able to do like I'd never was able to afford to visit before. Yeah. Right. Because it's expensive to fly literally to the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, now I, I'm finally able to fly out here, which is really, really cool because dude, of drones. Yeah, dude, isn't that, that cool? Like, I, I just love how, yeah. how that's kind of been like a, a surgence of just like, Drones just coming out of the woodwork and, and making it available for people to just do awesome stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Just yeah. crazy stuff. Now, now you're in Thailand hanging out uh, with your toes in the sand, having a little vacation. Yep. Now, is that the only thing you're there for? Just vacation? Or you got meeting up with friends and family that she has out there? Or? Uh, yeah. So it's actually, so there's a big, so I'm in Thailand for a week um, as just our mini vacation. And then I'm in Myanmar meeting her entire you know, mom, dad, cousins, oh, uncles, aunts, dang. everybody, uh, for a couple weeks. And then funny enough, my cousin in Japan, in Tokyo is actually getting married. What? Um, beginning of January. So that's like perfect on the 13th timing. of January. Yeah. So I'm actually, I was flying through Tokyo to go back home on the 9th. And my mom's like, hey, did you know your cousin's wedding's on the 13th? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? So I, I actually nope. just called the airline up and I said, hey, can I extend the second part of my flight like a few more days? You know, and nice. so now it's turned into this massive extended five week long adventure <laughs> through Asia. That's amazing. Though. Dude, that's a, that's fantastic, dude. Yeah. yeah so what? Really cool. uh, so what part are you in it now? How long have you been there up to this point? Uh, so I've only been here for less than a week, five okay. days now. I was in Bangkok uh, for the past bit, and we just flew into uh, Phuket, mm-hmm. which is like their beachy, touristy, uh, you know, hang out with yeah. the same between your toes area. <laughs> Nice. So I'm hitting the big city, uh, all the street food, people everywhere. This is more relaxed, sound of the ocean, palm trees. Yeah, I can hear it in the background right there, dude. It's (laughs) like, I want to go to sleep a little bit. (laughs) It's relaxing for sure. Dude, that is is fantastic. Well, tell all your family and friends we said hi, and we wish we were joining them. Um, as we speak, mm-hmm. unfortunately, what's the weather there right now? What's the, what's the degrees and all that stuff? 
Uh, it's all in Celsius, so I actually don't understand any of it. Okay, um, <laughs> but it's t-shirt weather. But it's, I'm it's yeah, it's t-shirt. It's it's shorts. You know, you don't even need shoes. <laughs> I see Stefan yeah. over here. Just he's Dang, biting his lips. I uh, he's yeah, we're we're here. We're <laughs> here at the shop. If you look outside the window, you literally will see about seven inches of snow yep. on the ground. Um, and that's yeah, actually and fairly jealous. low. Yeah, are you jealous? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a skier. You know, I'm from oh, Colorado. Right. Um, I've skied my entire life since I was like three years old. Um, so, yeah, I, I went from like nine degree Fahrenheit to this. So it's, it's a big jump for me too. <laughs> right. Just, oh, look, there's a nine and now there's, you know, 79. Yeah, okay. I, I brought a puffy jacket, you know. But I was like, wait, I don't even need this. But it turns out I actually did need it for Japan. So it worked out. Oh, that, that is good. Nice. good. See, you were prepared. That's all that mattered. Well, yeah, yeah. on that note, because um, I, I know that uh, a lot of us here at the shop know who you are and your background and where you come from and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of uh, the listeners uh, that are listening that don't know anything about you or DRL or anything like that, um, give us some insight in your background and like where, you know, obviously where you come from, um, what you did before yeah. drone racing, uh, just to give the, mm-hmm. the listeners some insight on, on how that all went down. Sure. Uh, all right. Mini short bio. Uh, where do we go? Okay, so originally I'm from Seattle, Washington. Um, I moved to Colorado in 2010 to go to college. Uh, graduated with an uh, art degree, actually. Okay. Um, focus in photography uh, and 3D printing. Um, oh, wow. I kind of made my own, own thing up there. Uh, and from there, I did like freelance photography work, um, bicycle delivery stuff kind of just like worked um food service whatnot um and i built the drone um in an attempt to just you know do something fun uh kind of kind of make myself different uh in the photography business um bought some goggles put the goggles on and immediately fell in love with Got the bug, man. Like everybody else. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, this is cool. And that was like 2014 ish, give or take. Okay. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, I, I grew up, I have two brothers, so I, I'm competitive in nature. Um, and I, I have a ski racing background and all, all that. So I, of course, had to start racing people and say, hey, man, I'm faster than you are. <laughs> <laughs> And that was like, you know, with my buddies who I had met in Colorado, um, FPV, just racing, you know, like I think everybody started out doing. And then from there, it was like competitive um, traveling around the nation, around the world. Hmm. Um, and then DRL happened. Yeah. Um, you, I, won uh, DRL. I was going to say, how'd you get mixed up with DRL? Did they like come knocking on your door or? I know in the beginning and it was like a a small niche market. So I know there wasn't too many Mm -hmm. pilots out there in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I kind of made a name for myself. I had podiumed in like a bunch of the, the early races back in 2015, nice 16 time. Um, and I, I guess I made a name for myself as a good racer. Luckily (laughs) I'm not a bad racer. (laughs) Um, and they, uh, Ray, one of their tech guys who builds all the drones messaged me one day and was like, Hey man, 
I work for this company, DRL. You might have not heard of us. Do you want to come and see what we're up to? And I was like, yeah, I'm in. You know, let's let's check it out. Um, and it was really, it was just like serendipitous, honestly, that kind of stars aligned and they hit me up. I feel you, man. And, yeah. That's great. Dude, that That's awesome. Because like, you know, <clears throat> with this hobby, it's it's so niche um, at times, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, and the margin for i guess i would say area you know, from from one top pilot to the next from what i understand it is very minimal correct yeah, i mean matt and you can tell me yes. Yeah. Yes. if that's the case i mean you you could be winning winning every race for a week and then losing every race race for a week just because there's pilots coming out of nowhere that have been yeah. flying for for six months but just do it every day nonstop. Just killing it so yep. like that's yep. that's impressive that uh that and you, then i mean 28 doesn't sound old but like that's old in the game right now yeah. so i gotta do like twice as hard of work <laughs> just try to like even be competitive to get to like nationals or something right. you know what i mean like because right. you got 14 year olds coming up exactly. from, from nowhere yeah. right two months flying dude it's like yeah, yeah i've been flying for a week or so and yeah i just got the fastest time on everything it's crazy it's just <laughs> unbelievable man that's that's yeah, legit man. and it's cool that the, the uh, new guys coming up are quick yeah, yeah that's the thing. I, I, I sit uh, I sit right behind uh, Matt and Ian every single day, and we talk every so often about races that they go to, and they're talking about like, yeah, there's this 13-year-old who came and he won this this race last time we were there, and or he got third, but he's only been flying for like three or four months. And I was just like, I've been, I've been flying for like a while. Now, I don't race, obviously, but like there's no way. There's just no way that I could get there that some fast. Some people just have it like that, man. They yeah, just, some people they just have it. Yeah, it just comes to them mm-hmm. natural. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So you so you got the you got the people knocking on your door, come and say, "Hey, check out t- check out DRL." Now, when all that happened, um, what mm-hmm. what what kind of what, when you say the stars align, what what kind of needed to happen for you to get like plugged in there? Like, how did it all work out in the beginning, and what's changed since then? In uh, terms of just like, how did I get recognized? Yeah, recognized. Also, like, or how do they find me? Yeah. yeah, how did they find you? And also, how did uh, how has DRL changed from when it began to to kind of what, what it is, is what it is now? Yeah, totally. So, um, I think well, like when I was racing, it was a lot, lot, lot smaller community. I mm-hmm. think of racers in terms of like top people who would be on the podium at races was a much smaller number, right? Okay. I feel like back then it was like thirty guys were like competing maybe even like 20 guys were like the top in terms of like, if you were at a race and there were a hundred people, you'd be like, all right, those guys are going to be the ones in the finals. Right. That was like easy to do back then. Um, now there's a hundred guys and you're like, any one of these people could be on the top. Right. (laughs) So I think, I think then it was slightly different in terms of, or at least it was easier for them to kind of cherry pick people. Right. Because it was a smaller pool of right. top pilots. Um, and I think that's kind of how I got lucky was I was just in the game earlier. Right. right? Um, and that's why I think DRL found me. It was just, it was just a smaller pool. Yeah, of that makes sense. Really fast people. It's <laughs> um, awesome. And then I I forget the second part of it. No, uh, no. The other the other part was just obviously you you got into DRL at the at the very beginning, and oh, how many how many seasons right. ha, has there been so far? Two, two, or two? three, two or so three. So we've 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 filmed two 
um, we're going to start filming three. Okay. Soon. So yeah. obviously I'm sure it's changed quite a bit just because of the industry and now and you have the trials and, and stuff and all like, this yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, how, how has it changed from when it started to, to what it mm-hmm. is now? Yeah. So I wasn't at the very first race, which was Miami. Um, but I started in the second race, um, in LA of okay. season one. And, you know, it's, they're, they're a very smart company in the sense that they recognize their flaws, um, and what they need to work on very, very quickly. And they work on those, like, you know, if there was a problem with the drones, with the people, with the race format, with whatever, um, at the next race, it would all be fixed. Right. So it was like this. It's this learning progression for season one. Season one was like, it's drone racing. No one has any idea what we're doing. You know, <laughs> it it's early a, on. Basically a proof of concept uh, at that time. I, yeah, I, yeah, totally. And and from there, it was it was like every single race. And I mean, I every single race now still gets better and better and better and better and more streamlined. Um, and the drones have gotten better. And just, you know, it's very, it's definitely evolved and it's just these little tweaks, constant little tweaks. It seems, it seems like they take a lot of the pilots, uh, consideration or like, uh, if you guys have an idea, it seems like they take your feedback pretty well because from the first drone they had to what it is now, it's a, it's a big jump. Yeah. I mean, small examples, I guess was like, at first it was, uh, we were using 2.8 lenses on the FPV, right? Yep. And like no one was flying 2.8 anymore, and we were like, "Okay, guys, this is this is well." I mean, back then people actually still were like two and a half, two years ago, right? Yeah, it's staring at um, the sky at the starting line. Exactly, and it feels like you're you're flying on the end of a pole or stick. It's just or staring down a tunnel, tunnel vision. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, "Hey, man, this is really hard for us to fly with these narrow lenses because none of us fly with these lenses anymore." Um, and they're like, got it. And the next time there was a race, the all 300 or 400 quads had, uh, wide angle lenses on them. Boom. Done. Nice. You know, or they were using two blade HQ props that if you looked at them wrong, they'd explode. Yep. Yep. I know. Um, and we were like, Hey, this is not fun because you touch something and you explode and you're done and you're out of the race. Um, and then we switched to Dow's, which had just been, you know, popularized then indestructible um, yeah so i mean they they yeah they take feedback and they do their best to accommodate i mean as much as you can with 500 drones i think is what i have now or something what <laughs> which yeah, is hard I think to do it's like you know you can't just they, swap they bring to yeah, each race like 500 or something. Oh, wow. yeah now, yeah, it's insane now it's tell really me this because like i said i don't know a whole lot about the drl scene and all that stuff but how, how like does it go from like like, are there 10 pilots that are there? Are there 500 pilots that start off? Like, how like how many pilots start off, and how do you get to the point where you, like yourself, have have, have won? Twice, um, two times. Twice, two. if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, yeah. Both so, times the formats have changed slightly. So, season one, it was 12 pilots per a race. Um, and if you were in the top six, you got to go on to the next race. Okay. Um, and if you were the bottom six, you got kicked out and you were just gone. Like you're not coming back to your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was really cutthroat, harsh, like 
you know, like you had to be in the top six or you're not in DRL anymore. Um, and that is different now. Season two was 16 pilots who are permanently there. Um, and we all kind of like accumulated points uh, throughout the season to get into the championships, right? To have this final battle. Yeah, so kind, so kind um, of like NASCAR, essentially? Yeah, yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, and, and that's part of like what they were changing, right? Season one was finding competitive pilots who were good on camera. Because, um, you know, that's, of course, part of it. Like, yeah. it's not just a good pilot. You also have to be able to talk to a camera, right? Yeah, it's a production as well. Um, it's, yeah, it's still going to be on TV. Um, so, that I mean, season one was like finding people, you know, and figuring out the drones and how does racing work. And I think the race format even changed. Like they're the way they added points up and stuff. Hmm. Um, so that's been streamlined. So now it's 16 pilots permanent per season. Um, I think it's going to be the same next year. I'm not, I don't, I honestly don't know anything about this next season coming okay. up. So that's cool. No, I, I heard something on Facebook is multi GP and uh, DRL now. Like, are they collaborating or is they bringing the local yep. level? Like now the local guys can have a chance or how's that working? Uh, I think so in terms of if you want to like qualify to be a DRL pilot, um, I think the only way right now simulator is, uh, yeah, the simulator challenge, which actually nets you, if you win the simulator challenge, like a $75,000 contract for the year, which is like, yeah, that's good money, man. Yeah, dude. Um, (laughs) so I think Jaws won that last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So that's, it's a great, you know, it's a cool thing, and I think that's what MultiGP is collaborating with. Gotcha. Um, is that whole simulator challenge um, thing. And hopefully, because, um, I mean, I'm good friends with Chris Thomas. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully there's more to come. from. Definitely. I would like to see that. Yeah, definitely like local level. You know, some way DRL being able to touch the local level too would yeah. be sweet. <clears throat> yeah, I think that, uh, you know, when you, when you look at yeah. that, yeah. the local level side of things, you know, I mean, it, it, it allows, I think that I actually even push the competition at that local level, uh, to just, mm-hmm. to just be even better, um, sure. as well as probably get a lot more people into the sport. Yeah. When you got something cool. to work for, man, you yeah, always want to exactly. do a little bit better. You know what I mean? And I think yep. that, you yep. know, that's where these guys are at, uh, Jordan, you know, Matt and Ian there, you know, you guys, you guys have been racing for how I've, long now? I've been doing two years. I two mean, years? Yeah. a year and a half, year and a half, Maybe a year. And, and I, like I said, I really don't know much about the race scene, but every time you guys go to a race, someone, someone from your team is, is doing something, you know what yeah. I mean? Doing well, they're on a podium, uh, they're doing something. Um, so, which is really cool to see that local level, even, even in my realm here, yeah. like I said, Jordan, it, it may be different from your end, but, uh, it's really cool to see people that you work with, like actually able to race and do well, you know what I mean? Which I'm sure oh, you have yeah, a lot man. of friends. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, he's got yeah, the same group of like guys <laughs> back in Colorado. You so know, the local say, fast guys. Yeah, exactly. We just got a yeah. good group of guys. I'm sure you and Zachary there. Same, same thing. Yeah. You, you guys still live together? Or are you not? Yep, you, yep, yep. Nice. So what's that like moment. living in a house of just drone pilots? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's it's we have we probably have as many quads as you guys do, honestly, at your flight <laughs> test just like laying around our house. Like it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's, we have an absurd amount of parts and just gear Life that we've gone through. Do you guys yeah. ever, uh, kind of get tired of each other? Do you guys ever like get up on each other? Yeah. Me and Ian <laughs> sometimes snip at each other. We don't live together yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. 
That's always how it is, right? Yeah, that's life, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, do you guys, um, now that you guys all live together, like, do you guys share and swap parts and all that kind of stuff? Or uh, are you guys kind of like individualistic? Like, oh, these are my parts, these are his parts. Like, how does that, how does that all look? Because I know at different no, races no, that they talk about, Ian and Matt, some people have one way of thinking and other people have the other way of thinking. Um, is it more yeah, collaborative there? A share it, share a lot of things kind of guys. Um, awesome. You know, where, well, well, like our sponsors are pretty much all shared sponsorships in some sense, right? Like if we're so, I say we're sponsored by T Motor. Mm-hmm. And that just means like T Motor sends a giant box of motors and we just use them as we need them. Um, <laughs> And and same with propellers and batteries and all that. Like, it's it's yeah. We I mean when we go to charge, yeah. When we charge up to like go fly for the day, you know, we just have one big bag of batteries. It's not like oh, can I get some of your batteries? We just have one giant. Right. (laughs) That's that's perfect. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what we do. Yep. That's what we're all about here at the uh, the FT. Why all the pyro. Uh, 5S packs are all out of stock. Oh, <laughs> they got them. They bought them <laughs> they <got> all. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ian's, Ian's a little salty right now. He's <laughs> like, all, I want something for face. that mountain crusher, dude. I want something for it. Great segue, by the way. Let's let's talk a little bit as well about, uh, you know, you, you've kind of uh, hung out a little bit with FT now in the store with uh, some of your frames um, as well that I've that I've seen, mm-hmm. which is really few. cool. Mm-hmm. I think well, we have two. two I believe we have a brap and a steez. Brap and a steez. Yeah, the brap and the steez. That's how we roll, dude. Now, uh, how did you go about naming uh, those two guys? I'm I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a little background on the frames first. Awesome. Um, so Zach uh, is the designer of all the show me what you got X Labs, whatever you want to call us. Mm-hmm. Um, frames. Um, he started with the Strike 185, which is like the OG. Mm-hmm. And the you know, OB when you see an X, yeah. yeah, when you see like an X uh, minimalist frame, it's kind of always sort of based off that. Yeah, Strike, I always think Strike of the Strike. Yep, that's the first one I yeah. think of. Um, and and then we did the Strike V2 and the Strike style. Um, and it's kind of they kind of got outdated. Like we didn't do any new designs for like a year. Um, and the steez and the brap is like us being like, ah, oh, man, we kind of got stale on that. <laughs> we got to come out with something cool and new and exciting. Um, and we really wanted a top mounted battery because we, we really like the way that flies. So brap, um, Zach comes from a motocross background, um, you know, and they nice. like to say brap brap. Um, so that's the race <laughs> frame. Yes, dude. Uh, yeah, we're, we're simple people, you know? Uh, I love it. So that's that's the brat, uh, and then Steez because I come from a, a skiing background, and you know you gotta you gotta show some Steez when you're skiing. So similar with skating, that's why the freestyle frame is yeah. Ah, okay. So that's 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 the way those names came about. That's um, awesome. What's the what's the technical like definition of Steez? If I were to look it up in the dictionary, style with ease. Swag. Okay. Style with, with ease. ease. Style with style ease. With ease. Is actually, is steez. Sweezy. Swag easy. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Dude, I think I'm a Ian's, man. Been, uh, Ian's been tearing it up with the brap on the race Yeah, you've been, fl- you you been like flying that brap, brap yeah. yeah, dude. I've been flying nothing but the brap. I got one myself, too. I just haven't put it together yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so what yeah, was... Yeah, Ian's been, been, like, at the brap since the beginning, man. Yeah. Like, 
We weren't. We didn't even have them available for sale yet. <laughs> I, I, think I, just I saw it. Money. I saw it at nationals, and I was like, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I need that quad. Yeah, it's sweet. But no, it's been a, it's been a definitely a loving relationship ever since. Like the first build process. I mean, everything has its own place and. Dude, it's beefy. Yeah, we got one. We got one on the kit. We got one on the table here. Um, it's got 3D printed parts. It's got the carbon fiber. What what uh, what mill is the uh, the arms? Uh, Um, those are the brap is five mil. The speed is four mil. Okay, so So, I mean the idea behind X Labs is so X Labs is Zach designs them. I run the business side of it pretty much. Okay. Um and it's really just frames for us. Like that's how the strike 185 was is Zach didn't like any of the frames out there for sales. So he made himself a frame and then people <laughs> were like, Hey, I want that. Hey, I want that. So he was like, all right, I'll sell a few of them. Um, and he didn't really enjoy selling them. So I was like, when we moved in together, I was like, yeah, I'll start selling them. And you just worry about making them your design stuff. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in all honesty, we don't make those frames for anyone else except for us. Right. Like we were like, yo, we want a top mounted racer with skinny arms that won't break every single crash. That can fit us. And then the brap was created, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's, and, you know, a, a lot of times people are like, hey, can you guys make this kind of frame or can you make it a stretch X? And we're like, yeah, but we don't really fly that. So what's the point of us? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's, it's, we're, we're scratching our own itch. Um, and we just hope that other people have the same itch that we do. That's cool. I like that. I mean, it, it's you're you're meeting a need that you see in your own life, but more than mm-hmm. likely, if you because you're so involved in the drone community, if it's something yep. that you're seeing, more than likely there's something yep. going on in the community as well. So definitely, definitely. Yes. that's not not a bad way to start a business. I tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> Filling a need. Yeah, it's kind of just something we do out of the basement. Um, you know, we're we're fairly busy with like races and stuff so we're not the best at like shipping them at, <laughs> like quickly and that's where like people like flight test and stores like that come in right? right is if you want it quick buy from people who are known for shipping them quickly like yep. flight test or pyro drone <laughs> exactly exactly and, and it's been it's been cool because uh the uh these two guys matt and Ian, have uh have been talking about both of the frames got me quite a bit as of late just mm-hmm. you know they've been they've been excited and i don't know about you but i feel like if i had 16 frames in front of me every single day building stuff i feel like it'd be hard for me to when i built the, my own frame i feel like it'd be hard for me to get up for it but uh but they're mm-hmm. they've always they've always had a fun time with that frame he's yeah. Ian, Ian talks to me constantly about different things he's like yeah i love this i like this or yeah this has been fun or yeah it flies really well uh, so you get, you guys definitely hit the hit the, go, nail on the head. Uh, if you go look at Ian's wall right now, I think there's like two braps, two steezes, one mountain crusher. <laughs> like yeah. it's just all uh, I have nothing. Two steezes, yeah. yeah, two two foldable braps. Like, and well, then you can even get the from Brain, Brain 3D, 3D, you get the little the GoPro pods, yeah. pods yeah. too, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like something. So I'm good friends uh, with Jesse Perkins, uh, yeah. Mr. Tiny Whoop. Exactly. Um, and something I saw with Tiny Whoop was people love customization, yep. right? And like, and like pimping the ride. Oh yeah, um, definitely, dude. And so that's that was like what the pod part was for us. Like we know retailers hate stock in a bunch of colors, but you know, oh well, that's the way it is because yeah. the yeah. customer wants. I mean, like even I, like 
I'm pretty sure every single one of my Brapsonstees, which I have, I think, like, eight of, every single one is a different color or, like, one's, like, green and black stripes and one's, yeah. like, the race one's red and the long-range one's blue and, like, the stealth one's black. And, like, and that's so part of it that I learned from Tiny Whoop, at least, because he mm-hmm. has an entire wall of different mullet mods. Nice. You know, that's different, awesome. like, paint schemes and patterns. And that's... Yeah, we I think really important, and that's something that's kind of missed in just all carbon frames, right? I agree. That's really yeah. all that. That's really all that you can like when you look at the frame is concerned. The customization part is really the only thing that differentiates them because uh-huh. you you have an X. It's going to be a very similar X to any other X, or you know, an H frame, whatever it may be. Uh, but that customization element, like you said with colors or with 3d printing or uh, with motors and, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing you got. My one you know buddy I mean? just uses different color electrical tape. That way yeah. he knows which one's yeah. his, you know I mean? He covers his ESCs yeah. with yellow electrical tape. That's cool. Just because that's he, he wants to personalize it, you know? So that's right. Yeah. So just offering like, you know, clear purple, green, blue, yep. red, all these different options is definitely, definitely. A plus. And I just started putting LEDs in the pods too. And I like, noticed that yeah. this whole other level, which yeah. closed you know? the whole and it's, pod. it's oh. really fun to do that stuff. Yeah, I think I saw that at Megadron X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's fantastic. Well, because they were like, you're required to have lights. And I was like, you know, there's this thing that I can just make glow on my quad. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, will that work? Yes, sir, that will work. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Well, dude, that's that's fantastic, and I love love that we got to kind of work with you guys and and being able to you know promote Mm -hmm. these these frames that. And, and that's the other thing, like FT, we promote other people's products. We, we do our own, um, but we only do products that, that we believe in, yep. you know what I mean? Enjoy. And, uh, so that I'm sure that's got to make, you know, you guys at X labs feel good that someone else believes oh, yeah. in, in your product. Oh, yeah, um, cause that's, that's yes. what we want to try to do. We want to give the community, whoever's buying these frames or flying out there a good experience. And, and from what I can tell Ooh. from Ian and Matt, this guy is a f- good flying experience. That I the one thing yeah, that's just absolutely. unbelievable with it is the tolerances and the holes, man. Like you could put the arms together yep. without like screws and leave them loose, and you can't even move an arm. Really, that's like unbelievable detail. You just uh, yeah. And I'm putting my braps together. You know, you just put four screws in, we'll hold the entire frame together. I can fly it like a line of sight frame if I wanted to. I've never seen that, dude. That's awesome. See, yeah, it's that puzzle piece. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, it's, I like that. it's really incredible how those arms go together. And that was a huge part of it, too, was like we used to have just the triangles at the end of the arms, mm-hmm. right? And you crash a couple of times and the arms would wiggle. And that bothered us to no end. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you it know? bothers everybody, like, man. <laughs> yeah. And those arms should just not move. Nope. And that right. was a huge part of it for us was like, how do we make these arms never, ever move no matter what? And you know, how, how do we make it not break? Yeah. And it was making it cheap. You know, that was the other thing was like, it's so, it's so easy to sell a frame. Yeah. That's, that's expensive. I think, well, not to sell it, but to just make an expensive frame. Yeah. And we were like, and part of our goal, right. Was how do we make it like under 70 bucks and we couldn't do it. So we made it 70 bucks. (laughs) Because that was like this reasonable amount where you could just buy it and not be like, oh, did I spend too much money on a frame, right? Because right? once you start going close to $100, it's you start getting this buyer's remorse. At least I did. When right. I would buy frames and I'd spend $100 on a frame, I'd be like, oh, was that too much? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, um, man, and the arms I immediately like regret this bucks. decision. 
Yeah, the arms yeah, are cheap. That was the other thing. Was like if you break an arm, which like those arms are super strong. Yeah, good luck. And but like five bucks was like you're, it's this price where you're like, ah, five bucks, all right. Like that's no perfect. Deal. A broken arm, you know. Yeah, it's it's a no brainer. And, and and that's you know that's once again scratching our own itch, right? Like when I break an arm, I don't want to have to worry about it. I don't want to have to be like bummed out about it. You're just like, yeah, it's five bucks, whatever. Right. Gets you back up in the air. You're not thinking about anything mm-hmm. else but flying. That's cool. I yep. love that. The, the, that and like yeah. I said, that that niche, that that itch that you guys are scratching, obviously other people have that as well, which is really cool. So mm-hmm. really glad that we got to, to hang out with you and, and uh, have you part of the FT team to an extent on the store and, mm-hmm. and helping people scratch that itch, as you said. Some people just got to scratch people's backs. You just got to scratch other people's itches. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> matter right, who's yeah, looking, <laughs> just scratch it. That's what I mean. Oh, thanks. And they're scratching my back right now. You can't see, but uh, it's all good. We, we here at FT, we, we hang out together. Anyways, um, you know, the one thing, I, the last thing I wanted to touch on uh, before we let you go, Jordan, because I know it's like mm-hmm. 12 40 or something oh, no. over there in, in, in I'm, I'm relaxing on the beach dude that's Don't right worry. man in, in the in the nighttime the nighttime beach time i love that um <laughs> is uh what what do you have uh in the future looking forward uh to 2018 um give us some some uh details if you have any uh what you're looking to do come come 2018 for the future oh just i mean for me uh in terms of the drone industry i guess my goal is I want to help these. So there's a couple guys out there who are really pushing some some cool filming. Uh, I don't I don't know what to call it, but but like Gab Seven Hundred Seven, I would say one of my biggest competitors on DRL um, also makes some of the coolest videos yeah, in does. all of drone racing. I think, um, and he recently did the shoot with the snowboarders, I and saw it's. It. Oh. And our good friend Provo, he likes to call it. Um, what did he made up a name for what that is? Because it's not aerial photography. He called it like dynamic, you know, imaging or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He made up some goofy name for it, but it's it's not like this gimbaled aerial photography. It's this this natural flow, right? Is okay. a way of filming um, other objects to be used in movies. Or promotions or yeah, I've videos. Been, and I've been seeing that a lot lately. A bunch of guys have been yeah. trying to throw that into the mix of their uh, arsenal a little bit. Yeah, and like Zach's done that with uh, TBS with mm-hmm. their uh, Doom buggy stuff. Um, and it's like it's this thing that I think us as uh, mini quad pilots really can help push because it's it's a specialized skill set, right? That we've all learned through flying drones. Yep. Um, and it's and it's this perspective that we haven't seen uh, in filming like too right. much, right? Um, and I think it's I think it's really this new frontier, at least that uh, it's another way to use mini quads as a tool. Cool, right? There's just one more thing on the list, and so that's that's my focus for 2018 is um, trying to trying to spread the knowledge of how mini quads can can be used as tools more and more. That's, I feel you, man. That's awesome. That's, I mean, that's, that's what ex- we're doing. That's, that's exciting to hear because, yeah. like, all these mini quad pilots out there are like, yes, jobs, jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it, it, and the mini quad community is so passionate, I feel like. So, yeah. like, yeah. you know. Well, I can tell, I can tell 
that's definitely true, Matt, because you and Ian, I mean, it's it's written all over your face. It's written on your 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 clothes, your 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 dude, smell. I, I, I mean, wear an FT lanyard every day dude, every because day. I might have it's a remote crazy. on my, he around my literally, neck. Like I said, he <laughs> Jordan, he literally wears it everywhere he goes. He Ian never takes too. up. Yep. Ian never takes off. They're, they're People are ready. jealous because of how broken in my my uh, transmitter <laughs> strap is. Oh, they're like, dude, how do you get that extra soft, extra soft FT edition strap? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sweat, sweat, blood, and tears. Season, season for season. sure. Yep, dude, that's fantastic. Well, Jordan, I, I gotta thank you, man. It's been a blast hanging out with you. Uh, Definitely uh, hanging out and talking with you and Matt and Ian. Uh, thanks so much for being on. First and foremost, yeah. um, we wish you all the best, man, uh, out there in Thailand uh, with the fam. Obviously, meeting everybody. Good luck with all mm-hmm. of that, man. Hopefully, it all goes well. I know that can be somewhat mm-hmm. stressful at times, um, as well oh, yeah, as uh, and enjoy those those that wedding in Japan and uh, just enjoy that time off, man. Uh, yeah, I hope dude. you enjoy that. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Dude, for sure, man. Well, and fun. we'll catch up with you hopefully uh, sooner dude, rather than later. Me. And uh, good luck with uh, the DRL well, stuff as well. Yeah, me and Ian will see him at a race. We'll yeah, catch we'll up. see him we'll in Sebring. Right. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. Sebring. Perfect, yeah, I think well, I get back and then like four days later Sebring happens so, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll <laughs> see you there dude well they'll yeah, we'll see, see you there and uh, hopefully we'll see you uh, sooner rather than later my friend alright have a good one guys All right, we'll catch you. have Take a good care. night bye bye yeah, bye bye so like I said that was Jordan Temkin uh, I think he like you said two time two time DRL, DRL champion yeah. um, two years in a row and all around legit just dude good guy just dude, a good guy honestly yep. every time me and Ian talk to that guy we're just like dude this guy is great dude, you know? to love he's just down to earth and just <laughs> oh yeah always positive vibes man dude Matt's all about the positive I'm vibes I'm always about it. the positive vibes dude that's fantastic so obviously uh, hopefully enjoyed uh, hanging out with us and uh, talking with Jordan um, Matt Thanks so much for being on, yep. Ian. Also, yep. thanks so much for being on. It was, no a, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys today. Um, for those of you listening, uh, if you have not subscribed yet, please do so. Uh, we we do a podcast every week uh, uh, on iTunes and other podcast uh, platforms. Um, so go and check those out. Uh, we also do four to five videos on YouTube a week. Yep. So if you haven't checked us out on uh, flighttest.com or Flight Test YouTube channel, uh, go check us out. Give us a, su- a subscribe and uh, hit that notification bell so you can always be aware of the new stuff that's coming out. Um, and once again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks, Deuces. Guys.